Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How the heck did the Nets get KD and Kawhi? Who made the best low-key deals? Where will Kawhi end up? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown live show slash podcast slash insanity with Jared Weiss. This is what it looks like, by the way, when you spend all day trying to do a Kemba video and I was struggling with my computer and crashing, losing all my clips, and having to rewatch it again. I've watched... I've watched 700 Kemba clips today, and this is what, it, what you look like when it happens. So, Jared, don't ever do that if, I, if, you were, if you're smart. <laughs> well, I'm not smart, so it won't be a problem. All right. But by the way, there were some Kyrie clips in there, too. I had to watch a whole bunch of times, too. And I think what better place to start than with this free agency thing? And I, I don't think anyone believed it was going to be as crazy as they said it was going to be until it was. But let's start with Kyrie, KD. Uh, who am I forgetting? DeAndre Jordan in Brooklyn of all places. Go. So actually, De- uh, DeAndre's deal finally got worked out according to Woj like five minutes ago. Okay. Uh, so DeAndre is coming in on a four-year, forty million dollar deal, which means that they're going to be executing a sign and trade with the Knicks apparently. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that materializes. I think that they would probably be doing the full non-taxpayer MLE, so that would keep them. Over the cap, I'm actually still trying to figure out how exactly they would. But who are they going to send back? Jared Allen? Uh, no, they would just get back a second round pick or something like that. Because the the um the Knicks have cap space, so they can they can just sign him and send him over. But it, I don't understand how it works. Whatever. Yeah, it works now. They'll figure it. I thought out. the money had a match within twenty five percent or whatever, but um, yeah. But there's certain things with like base year compensation for tax, whatever. It's a, right because by the way, if he gets ten million a year and then Jared Allen's only making two point three, it doesn't even work anyway. So then it's like, yikes! Are they going to give him like Karis Levert or something like that? And that would be interesting no, too. Not, but they're not going to move any of those guys. But right. you know, I hope and not. who knows what Levert's uh, future is going to be with this team? But the Nets are stacked. <laughs> they're. Uh, they're going to be really good this year. And the next year, the question is how quickly can Katie recover and become, you know, can they become a title contender? But, you know, Kyrie, I think, has pretty similar situation to what he had last year, except that maybe the conflict of just all the guys in Boston that thought they were going to, thought they deserved to be stars at this point. Aren't you not going to have the same dynamic in Brooklyn? Not to mention they have Spencer Dinwiddie there. So his backup, as opposed to Terry Rozier, who was really unhappy that he was getting stuck as a backup. You have Dinwiddie who just signed on to be a backup and Dinwiddie was the one that recruited Kyrie and has been tweeting some amazing gifts. So this situation chemistry wise might work really well for him, but I mean, the Celtics situation presented itself pretty cleanly to him and, and he did, he kind of made the worst of that. And, um, Oh, I have nothing in a sec. And, um, just things kind of went wrong there. Uh, apparently, According to Ramona and Woj, Kyrie and KD are going to take a bit of a haircut on their max 
so that DeAndre can get a $10 million salary. Right. That's what I figured as well. You know what? By the way, it's funny. I just now looking at Spencer Dinwiddie uh, in his uh, timeline, friend of the breakdown. And uh, yes, he he, he used the the Elmo with the fire behind him and the good effect. Um, So uh, I think they're, yeah, they have a really great team now because they were six in the conference and they made the playoffs, a really nice start. And they were dealing with some injuries even then and guys coming, trying to come back and get fitted together. So uh, fully healthy without KD and you, you, you replaced like, uh, I guess Russell, What's the story with Russell at this point? So what can I report at this point? D'Angelo Russell is definitely leaving Brooklyn, and it looks like he's going to Minnesota, I guess. I guess I can say that at this point. It looks like he's going to Minnesota. Yeah, but how um, Minnesota can't do that deal unless they move Wiggins, right? I'm pretty sure it has to be Wiggins, and I don't know how far down the road they are to pulling that off at this point, and I'm – by the time we're done with this, I might I might have that, and I'm sure a national reporter will probably beat me to it anyway. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, that's something that's going to probably get done within the next 24 to 48 hours. Right, because either way, D'Angelo Russell is an unrestricted free agent, so he could just sign wherever he wanted to do anyway, right? Yeah, they're not because to, to do what Brooklyn's doing, they have to let go of his RFA. So every team is operating with the understanding that he is – um, that he is unrestricted. The Lakers were a huge variable here because so much is just coming down to what Kawhi's decision is going to be. And Kawhi um, is apparently going to slow walk this process. And it seems like he is you know, kind of walking through the meetings. I don't know. I'll be in L.A. tomorrow to join you there. And I know that uh, D'Lo is in L.A. and Kawhi is in L.A. So hopefully we'll get everything figured out on the ground. There. Yeah. But- yeah well, why don't we go drive around a little bit and try and find him? <laughs> remember that I, kid that did that like in LA he was trying to attract him and he did he actually tracked some of these guys down in some of their meetings a few years ago and I, we should try and do that it'd be funny um okay so the Kawhi thing is weird I had this premonition about a week ago or five days ago that he was going to stay in in Toronto it just kind of felt like that was right and I was I was living with that for a couple days and seemed it felt good uh the Lakers became a thing all of a sudden and now for whatever reason I'm really intrigued and I think that must be why he's intrigued because I can't understand why he would take any longer than the minimum amount of time to make this decision. Kawhi Leonard is the kind of guy that'd be like, oh, as soon as we can do it, let's just make the decision and go. Right? It doesn't, doesn't seem like him to, to drag this process out. No, I don't, I don't think that's true. I think it's a very hard decision for him. I think he needs to be really sold by these LA teams to feel like he makes the best decision possible. I don't think for him it's a decision on getting sold to LA. I think it's that he most likely has made up his mind about whether or not he really does want to go to L.A. And then it's really a matter of can the Lakers convince him that it is going to be the right situation for him because the Clippers are already a pretty good situation for him as they're constituted. Although I have to go double check this. I don't think there's unless Clay is going to is going to walk on the Warriors, but Clay's hurt, too. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out who would he join at this point. And, and, you know, with the Clippers, that would really make it uh, worthwhile for him unless the Clippers are confident they're going to be able to somehow trade for another big star. Right. Um, he already has something great in Toronto. Yeah. Now, really quickly, we have, we have our first Super Chat. So thank you already so much, XWFBS Media. Uh, Jimmy Butler to the Heat, about time, because we definitely have to get to that, too. Now, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Clay Thompson, it was already reported he's going to re-sign in the, with the Warriors, and they, uh, the numbers already came out. Did I, did I dream that or that that happened? So it, that did happen, but the fact that there hasn't really been movement on that tonight is definitely concerning, especially because KD made his announcement a while ago, and like people huh. are finding out 
you know, it's been almost five hours since people started finding out. So Golden State has had their chance to to get everything closed off. And not to mention, if they already agree to give them that full max, then, I mean, there's not much for Clay to think about at this point. Right. So you're thinking that, okay, which also goes to my Kawhi thing, because it just feels like at this point that that this silence, there's nothing coming from Kawhi's camp means something, right? I can't even quite figure out what it means, but it has to mean something. And I I, kind of feel like what it means is the longer this goes, every minute that goes by, the less likely he's staying in Toronto. That's so, I mean, I got to, I've I've been hearing say it say what you hear. Yeah, well, you have to be responsible, but it's also a live show, and I want to make it enjoyable. But, um, (laughs) I mean, and and I don't I don't know for sure. I definitely don't know what his plan is. Um, and if there, I'm not on the Kawhi beat, so I'm not really qualified. But like you know, you hear things from around the league, obviously. Uh, but I think that Kawhi is just one of those guys that no matter what you hear. You're not really certain. I think I saw Ramona talking about this on the jump about like how you hear all these things during free agency, but you have to be a responsible journalist and you don't report it until you've heard it from multiple places and you have significant confidence. And so as much as I'm hearing that Kawhi wants to go to L.A. and that's something that people have been reporting for a while now and people continue to report as a strong possibility after the Raptors win the title. You know, Kawhi is just known for keeping a circle down to like a couple people that he shares his actual feelings with. And so I think it's a lot of guessing or a lot of playing telephone. And that's how some of these things work, where a lot of the time your source is like a friend of of a friend of the person or is like a friend of a friend of the brother. Right. So like there's you know several degrees of filtering there. I try to do at with my sources generally like third degree at the most. So it's like they're a friend of a friend of the person. So or maybe that's second degree. I don't know. But like you you have to you have to be you have to have talked to someone that would have been hearing it firsthand and you have to have a trustworthy track record. And so right. it's really hard to find enough of those people to verify any star player and then especially enough of those people to do it with somebody like Kawhi. It's really hard and only like the most plugged in reporters can really pull that off. For sure. For sure. And then if you don't get it right, you're in a doghouse for a long time. We have another super chat. Thank you to Wiz Blue uh, for uh, saying or asking, is D Rose a good fit in Detroit? Uh, I kind of just laughed when I saw that signing just because it was sort of random out of the blue. I don't think anyone had been talking about Derek Rose at all. And I thought that was fascinating uh, to, that they got him. I, I don't think he moves the needle either way for Detroit. They still have Reggie Jackson, right? It, like, uh, I don't know what, the, what that means for them. Is it, is it a, does it do anything for them? It's almost like they have two Reggie Jacksons now. It's pretty funny. Um, this is just another example of Detroit acquiring another, you know, rotation player that, doesn't really make sense. It doesn't like it doesn't really move the needle for them. I just don't get why they're doing it. Also, hola mi amigo uh, Rocco PC on Twitter hit us up from Buenos Aires. Um, but yeah, so with, with Rose, it's just like it's another guy that doesn't have upside to him. And like Rose is like still at the tail end of his prime, so he could continue to play pretty well. But he doesn't really move the needle for them being able like being able to shoot for one, which is like a huge huge mm-hmm. thing for. Them have one really good shooter and Luke Kennard is pretty much it. And he's not really like the guy that makes a difference. Like he's not like a, a high risk by low high reward kind of guy. 
I just don't get it. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes you just do a move to do a move, to be in the conversation, to get somebody that like had a name that people recognize. And it kind of felt like Detroit didn't want to be left out of any, anything. And that's what they did. It was kind of like what the Julius Randle signing was to some degree because the Knicks had their hopes on Kawhi Leonard. They had, their, I mean, they, they still have their hopes on him, which I don't think is ever going to happen. But they also thought maybe KD. Um, so instead, they you know they grabbed Julius uh, Randle, which had now correct me if I'm wrong. Had that been reported much before? Had anyone even mentioned the idea about Julius Randle going to New York? That was a shocker to me. I, I at least for that figure, I just didn't see that coming. What, what and, was the number again? Do you remember? Uh, hold on, I got it here somewhere. Get but, it up. You're um, the man. Yeah, uh, but so I I didn't I didn't think that he would be there just because. It doesn't really fit like their end goal. And by the way, he's getting twenty-one million on average. That's not right, but it's a three-year, sixty-three million dollar deal. Oh, that's twenty-one million. Wow. Okay. Um, but the second year is a team option, and they're gonna unless oh. Julius transforms into a huge star in this role, they're gonna they're definitely gonna decline that. Okay, fair enough. Now, by the way, I think he's really good. I mean, he is a 2010 machine, and regardless of the fact he doesn't shoot from the outside very well, he started to show signs with that clunky jump shot. Um, you know, he, he can produce. Defensively, he is a he, he doesn't, but he balances it out with what he can do on the offensive end. So I'm not saying, you know, he, he, there's something there they can work with, but uh, definitely was the, uh, was, the, was the door prize to Kevin Durant or whoever else they were hoping to get. Um, what else are we talking about here? Uh, anything else we have in, in, the, in, the question, in the questions, in the comments? Um, yeah. Do, do you think that Brooklyn is a serious contender? Oh. At this point? Well, okay. They've improved, right? I think they're going to be better. I think Kawhi or Kyrie will make them better than D'Lo in theory. I, I like that. I think that works better. And then plus they've added the other guy. Well, they ran out yet, but they've added. I, is it only me? Or do you want to see Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan on the same on the, on the floor together? <laughs> Just to have like the least shooting offense. Right. In that well, no. Well, can't we can't we have them on the floor together when they, when they play the Sixers? Then they can put Embiid and uh, Horford together, <laughs> and uh, then see what happens. You ever heard? Yeah, yeah I we, we have to get to that too. So, okay, they were sixth place before. They probably should have been like fifth because of, I think if Karis Levert hadn't gotten hurt and and missed all that time, they probably would have been a little bit better. So let's just say like they're that makes them th- at least third in the conference. I think they could jump up a couple spots maybe. Um, and we don't know. Again, Toronto will drop if uh, if Kawhi leaves. So um, they're better. But I don't know if third in the East is like a title contender. However, the East is now really, really good. Is it better than the West? I think so. I think so. Because Indiana is like, they've really fortified themselves with that Malcolm Brogdon signing. Um, Yeah, but they lost everybody else. Well, they lost Thad Young. Yeah, and they lost Boyan. And they lost Boyan. But... They um who are they getting who are they get that I'm forgetting here God damn it I had some uh, the, um well they got um, Jeremy Lamb also who is right good yeah but yeah but I feel like Indiana could be and don't forget they're getting Oladipo back and healthy so I feel like they could oh be that's true contender. okay so um yeah that was interesting Goran Dragic going to Dallas which is just starting to materialize right now oh that, that means I think Dallas could make a pretty nice jump into being like a mid tier playoff team next year if. Porzingis really is as healthy as I think he's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I saw Porzingis working out at the end of the year up close, and he looked really scared. He wasn't really all the way back yet, but he looked big and powerful and close to what he used to be. So, Oh, wait, good. Finish that, because you almost sound like you said he looked scared, but you said he looked scary? Scary. scary. Good. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, that's good to know. I mean, listen, we all know that that kind of injury, people come back usually better than they were before, I think. That's sort of what we say, right? Sometimes, yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, depends if you're 7'3 or not. Uh, um, yeah, fair enough. Um, but any, either way, I, I would be uh, surprised if he didn't come back, you know, looking great. Um, and he certainly had plenty of time to rehab at this point. So, yeah, you're right. Dallas is looking really good. Now, if Dragic goes there, then it's interesting because he is a sort of a ball-dominant point guard. But can he, he? I suppose he could play off of Doncic pretty well. I don't really think of him as a ball-dominant point guard. I think of him as like more of like a kind of downhill attacking point guard that can – that can really work well. And of course we know for a fact that he and Doncic are great together. So you don't need to worry about that fit. We just saw them when, uh, when in Europe together. So right. That's not really concerned. Uh, super chat from Canada. No less. We love Canadians. Uh, Mirza Kadric uh, asks, where do you see Kawhi next year? So we did talk about Kawhi for a second, but we didn't really even like opine of where we think he might go. So uh, Jared, I'll let you go first. Where do you think he's going to go? I think I don't know. It seems like the Lakers are. If he's giving the Lakers this much of a chance with him, then like, how does he turn it down? Is it like, is it maybe it's him going? I'm just going to give them a chance because maybe they'll somehow change my mind. But like, if he's if he's sitting down at the table with them, then I feel like he's got to have them as the most likely destination. You know, it's funny because I, I think that obviously the, the Anthony Davis signing had to have changed the whole conception of his. I, he, or how about this? Do you believe last year when there was talk of, you know, the Lakers maybe trying to get Kawhi or whatever, finally he's going to go to Lakers? He, and it seemed like the reporting was that he was, no, he didn't want to do that. And it sounded like it was because he didn't want to play alongside LeBron. So do you believe that was, that was true? Yeah, probably. Okay. Probably. So, so if that is true, I believe it's true. I, I believe that most of these guys don't want to play. Paul George did not want to play with LeBron. So, um, so what changed? Obviously, Anthony Davis must have changed, and he must have thought to himself, "Wow, we can have a front court of LeBron, me, and Anthony Davis. Dan, the rest of the team, <laughs> anybody else is going to play alongside him? You know, Caruso being the starting point guard. Um, that must be intriguing to him." But, man, if he stays in Toronto and Danny Green resigns, because I think Danny Green is holding out for Kawhi. Is that a safe bet? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so that's the other question is, since Danny Green hasn't signed anywhere, that could very well mean that Kawhi, you know, that Toronto still in play. Yeah, of course. They're absolutely still in play. And okay. I think Danny's probably going to follow him wherever he goes. And that's what's great for the Lakers is they can probably get Danny for – probably the vet men or something like that. I don't really know what he's going to do, but I think Oh, I see. So he'll tag along room. to LA. That that would be really yeah. interesting. They, 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 they would need an exception at that point for their options. They need a point guard. He's not a point guard, but they, no. they do need one. No, um, Danny Green has the two dribble rule. I mean, it might even be one dribble at this point. Meaning you can't dribble any more than two. <laughs> Please. Sure. Um, okay. Well, Let yeah, so I guess what? I haven't by the way, I have, I haven't said who I think he's going to go. Go for it. I, I'm going to stick with Toronto. I'm going to stick with my premonition and just say Toronto, and then you know probably be wrong. All right. I don't know. It's not a problem. No, I, I mean I would love to see him go back there. I think that'd be great. Uh, but why don't we go back to your conversation? Work through these top teams here. We have to talk. We haven't even talked about Philadelphia, who is okay. the, the big winner, the big juggernaut. Um, Are they the big they, winner? I think so. I mean, oh, they took, okay. They, they kept Tobias yeah, they kept Tobias Harris. They turned Jimmy Butler and Al Horford and Josh Richardson, which I think is a massive win. And then they lost JJ um, though. They lost JJ, yeah. But if you look at that starting lineup, so they have 
they have a really weird like shooting distribution there, but that team defensively could be absolutely amazing. So, it, so Richardson's going to start. Yeah, here, keep talking. So I'm okay, Richardson's going to start alongside Simmons, I guess, in the backcourt, and then they're going to do Harris, Embiid, and Horford. You don't pay Horford that much money and have him come off the bench, do you? Quite, no, he's starting. He's starting. Okay. So Horford is not a shooter. I know you're going to come at me as a Celtics guy and say he is, but I don't think he creates the kind of spacing you need. Do you? Yeah. Uh, Horford does. Yes. Horford is a last year. His shooting was a little bit off and we'll see. Um, we'll see if, sorry, uh, dealing with the text here. We'll see if Horford can continue to shoot well because he shot like i think he shot like 37 percent from three after being a 40 yeah, percent but, he, yeah, but he's still he, he even if he's not hitting the shots at a 40 percent rate yeah teams still defend him as he's an outside shooter so uh, he takes three a game so it's not like a ton and Shame but but i know but your point is going to be that like his man it will have to cheat out at that extra step and a half closer to him I I'm gonna do, I, I might look into the footage and if I if I see enough I might even do a video just to prove you wrong, but maybe you're right. But I don't th- I just don't my mind's eye is telling me that it doesn't create that kind of space and they're they're happy to have him shoot it. And, maybe, and you know what it could ever actually be a thing where it's like okay let's make him prove it a couple times and then they change the spacing. So you might see it both both ways during the course mm-hmm. of a game. But um, I don't know I I don't I don't know you know my whole thing about the Sixers is it's very possible. Simply that Simmons and Embiid are not the pairing that's going to get you to the promised land. That might very well be the issue, not you know, throughout everything else that they're trying to do here. I guess, but they're going to try and nail that circle into a square hole uh, for another year. We'll see what happens. Do you think this is going to make them elevate them? Yeah, um, I, I think they have a little bit better balance now. Uh, Josh Richardson is a perfect fit for you know for this kind of team where he's like that fourth or fifth starter on a championship team. That just gives them that edge. And I mean, Jimmy, uh, it's funny because he and Jimmy Butler are like kind of similar, except Butler's just a more dynamic score than him. But, you know, they're similar size, great tenacity, can really attack and kind of be that heartbeat of the team. Um, but he doesn't, I don't think he takes away from what Tobias Harris can do offensively in the way that Butler did. That balance is really difficult for them. So, okay. You know, this also puts a ton of onus on Tobias Harris to demonstrate that he is a bona fide third score or second score, I guess, on a, on a contending team. Um, and then of course, just, it's a simple, it's just really simple. Like for Ben Simmons, he needs to have 10 to 15 feet of shooting range. He needs to be able to pull up for a shot outside of the paint. That's just all he needs to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And even inside the paint where sometimes he'll give up those, uh, but they also must stop throwing him in a dunker spot and, and having him play like a power forward from the eighties. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to think that they would say, well, he can't shoot, so we can't use him in the half-court offense. It's insane. And they, we've seen moments where they get it and we'll, where he'll actually exist in the high post. I mean, heck, throw it down low in the low post. Let him post up. Let him do something because he's good. Uh, and they don't do it. It drives me insane. We have two other um, Super Chats. I want to make sure we shout out real quick. The Pioneer, thank you so much. MVP favorite for next year. I'm hoping it's 2016 Steph. And then Avery Seltzer, uh, thank you again for it says, does Malcolm Brogdon move a needle in Indiana? So, uh, uh, yeah. Well, so I, I think the needle is just kind of like flummoxing around the midpoint there because you take out, you take out um, Bogdanovich, you put in Brogdon, a little bit different skill set, but like I think pretty comparable contributors, I guess. And hey, didn't Brogdon get paid more? Right. So, yeah. Um, although that, that has to do a lot with just him being a restricted free agent. 
Um, so, you know, that I, I feel like what really moves the needle for them is just that they're going to get Victor Oladipo back. That's the only, I think everything else is kind of a wash or evening out. Uh, well, no, but they, remember because Carlson decided to retire, uh, to be to go off on his religious fulfillment, um, they needed someone like that to come in and because you know Collison really did help them and steady the ship. So I think that that was really important. And I think on the flip side, I think I thought it really hurt the Bucks because you know I know he's not healthy all the time, but when he was, he was the steadying influence they needed with a guy like Bledsoe out there who became unplayable in the playoffs. And now what do you do? You're going to have the Eric Bledsoe show in the fourth quarter now in, in these you know in the conference finals. Uh, I, I'd be a little bit concerned if I were the Bucks. What what moves did they do? I'm forgetting now. They lost first of all. They lost Miritich. Yeah, Miritich left. They just kind of ran it back, except for that they lost Brogdon. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's going to be big for them. Even though he was injured and, and didn't miss some time, um, I, I they, they're going to have to figure something out there. I think to find that another guard off the bench uh, to, to fill in for them. Oh no, I'm sorry, they did sign George Hill. They re got they got him again, yeah. uh, and that was also I thought very big. Um, and so we'll see how that plays out. But I, I, I honestly feel like the, the Bucks got hurt there. And I'll answer really quickly with the needle in Indiana. It's a little bit tough because Indiana's you know almost flipped their whole lineup now. I mean, you know, they, they lost Bogdanovich, they they lost uh, Turner, wait, uh, that that young, um, and now they they bring it, but they get a little depot back. So I'm I don't know. I'm, my the, the jury is out for that. Let's answer the real quick question: MVP favorite next year? Who do you think might be the who's the favorite right now? That's a quick crazy question. early. Um, God, Anthony Davis probably. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah. yeah okay. I think, I think it's interesting. Be. I think the options are AD, Kyrie. <laughs> Um, Steph, obviously Steph. Right. And then, you know, Giannis, obviously Harden will be up there. Yeah. And then who's wow. a good dark horse candidate? I mean, Embiid. Embiid definitely will be a big one. Um, yeah. I, okay. I would almost want to put Embiid or, yeah. or Kawhi. No. I'll, 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 I'll choose Embiid. Yeah. Although, yeah, Kawhi. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Now, if Kawhi goes to L.A., then nobody wins it on the L.A. That's the thing. Yeah. So that's so that's that's the question, um, and that's the other thing with AD. It's like, well, if he's playing alongside LeBron, that might be tough. You know, a little bit tougher for him to get all the numbers he wants for that. But maybe, um, Gigolo Puff, big shout out to you for being out there again to help us really clean up this YouTube chat because man, there's a lot of stuff going on in there that we have to clean up. Uh, so thank you out there for that. And um, we haven't talked about everything yet. What's another thing we can talk about? Another oh, deal God. that's that's happening? Uh, there's so many things. One, Mark Stein just reported that Clay Thompson's deal is still uh, is still going to go through. I so, told you. There oh, the Mavericks uh, are going to get Cole, Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones from the Heat as part of the Jimmy, Jimmy Butler sign and trade. Wait a minute. So how did that, that work? That's so that's what I'm getting texts on right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to get that all figured out, but it okay. looks like How do the Mavericks like all of a sudden like, get involved in that? Well, so they um they have their cap space and they can take some players into it. It was initially reported that there was going to be Dragic. So, I'm guessing that it's not going to be Dragic. Ah, um, okay. Oh. Sorry, I'm okay. getting a phone call from one of my sources. I'll have to call them back. But uh, um, Well, you let me know. Uh, and then we have Ed Davis, the two-year deal of the Jazz. Okay, we haven't talked about the Jazz at all because they've done some moves, and the Jazz fans have been really you know, upset at me for not doing a video on Conley to the Jazz, and it kind of was a shrug for me. But they also got Bogdanovich, uh, the Boyan, and they – what else did they do? 
You know what? I think I have to take this actually one sec. I might have something when I get back. So okay. Talk All right. I'm going to switch uh, to my single view of me then while we talk, while you talk. Uh, here we go. Okay. So, you know, hey, live show. And I don't even have that much time. The wife wants to uh, have some, uh, go out to see a movie tonight. And so I'm going to try and do that. Has anyone here seen Yesterday? Because I really would like to see it. And I'm a little bit worried about the Rotten Tomatoes number. But so you can let me know in the, in the chat. I'll find that out. Um, but, okay, so th- that is a real concern. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, let, let's talk about this. Portland. So I, I kind of had this weird fantasy that Rodney Hood was going to sign with the Warriors, and, uh, and they'd run it back. But uh, Portland got the Warriors. Uh, sorry, Portland got um, Rodney Hood, and they also did something else. Um, who, someone else, someone else they did. And uh, so all of a sudden, they really improved. And they also they let Amino go. So I think that that's a real net positive for them, honestly. I think Aminu was going to be the guy that wasn't going to get them where they needed to go uh, beyond where they were. He was kind of holding them back. Even though he could play some defense, he could shot put some shots in from, from three. I just felt like he just was the guy. And now that you're going to bring Hood back and let him have that position, I think that's big. I think that will really help them um, you know, going forward and make that next jump. So I'm really excited about Portland, and they might be the sleeper. Uh, they can't be a sleeper because they, they did so well this year anyway. But I do feel like, oh, yeah, and, and thank you, uh, Baysmore. So Evan Turner, I, I want to say this. I, I don't like his game. I really felt like when, as soon as he got there, um, it kind of changed the dynamics in, in a bad way. But I want to give him as much credit as possible for they, they must have sat him down and said, listen, like this is, needs to be your role where you're not going to shoot. And you're going to kind of run the second team and, and, and make some nice passes and get us organized. And every once in a while, maybe you get a post up. And he did that. And I thought he was he did well in that. And he actually really helped in the playoffs a couple of those games. So I, I, I do want to don't want to do that. Now, Baysmore is infuriating on another level, too, in, in that sort of in that Bledsoe thing where, man, he can throw like just really inaccurate passes or just turn the ball over, take wild shots. Um, but maybe they can do the same Vulcan mind meld on Baysmore. They did on Turner for for once, and like get him to play, you know, the way they need him to play. And I think that that that, that could happen. And then all of a sudden, you have a guy who's who can play some defense. He's a good athlete. He can make plays. So I think that Portland is now, you know, really Neil O'Shea deserves a, a ton of credit. I, mean, I don't even know if he deserves it the most today because certainly what Sean Marks did in Brooklyn uh, counts for uh, just a massive thing. But, um, but Neil O'Shea, very quietly, very low-key, did some serious movement there. So really big uh, thumbs up to him. And if you're a Portland fan, you should be pretty excited about that. Um, let's see here. I'm in the chat now. Let's see what we got here. What's the Pelican lineup with three guards? Okay. So the Pelicans got J.J. Redick. They have, um, I mean, if, you know, let's just pretend they're all healthy. Um, and they have Drew Holiday. And then they have um, uh, Lonzo Ball. You could go those three because Lonzo is tall. He could play like the three, you know, on defense and then, you know, sort of fill it in. And that would be interesting. I think what the, the key here is that Gentry is going to have a lot of options if they keep this team the way it is. Um, you know, they're going to be very versatile across the board here. So I think that they could actually be really fun. And I showed you uh, that video, if you didn't see it, um, with um, Zion Williamson, how he'll fit. So I think that they're going to be really fun to watch. By the way, just some throwing it out there, I have to do the, the little shout out and I'll put it in the link uh, in my next video on YouTube. But uh, I'm going to be doing a thing with a company where you could actually send me a video of your shot and I will then record um, my um, 
my analysis of it. And if you don't know, like I'm a shot doctor, it's mostly uh, so much what I what I do is study the jump shot and the mechanics, and I and I'm able to help people. Like like sometimes I'll go to the park and I'll literally just start helping people, and I have to film that next time I do that. And like they look at me like I'm like magic because all of a sudden the shots start going in. So I can do that for you. It's a new thing we're going to set up where um, you can send me in the video, and um, I will then record a video on top of it. Maybe I'll draw some lines to show you some ideas with some voiceover, so you can see what I mean. I think that will help. So is that are you going to be interested in that? Does that sound interesting to you because i don't know what it's gonna be like but it sounds like uh you know something that'd be really cool now jared are you back i'm back all right let me bring Sorry you back in that. all right we have jared back so talk to me jared unfortunately i wasn't able to get anything i can use at the moment but um there's definitely some movement happening on one of the big free agents out there so hopefully we'll oh able to well okay so it has to be well there's only boogie cousins and and Kawhi leonard left Oh, there, there's a few others, but big. Um, you said big, right? Who else is yeah. out there that's not that's any bigger than that or big? Well, I'm not obviously. Um, but so really interesting rumors coming out. Woj is saying that Nerlens Noel has asked OKC for time to reevaluate his earlier commitments. Interesting. Wait, say that again. Nerlens Noel has oh. asked OKC for time to reevaluate his. Oh. Basically, he's backing out. He's going to go to the Lakers. Is what it sounds like. And then um, Shams is reporting that um, is, yeah, Dragic is staying in Miami and that Robin Lopez might go to Milwaukee to back up his brother. Uh, <laughs> OK, there's a move just to do a move, I guess. Oh, wow. OK, we, you know what? It, it wouldn't be today without weird stuff like that. But uh, so I don't know which one's weirder, that one or the Rose going to the Pistons. But um, Wow. Um, okay. Now we were talking about Boogie. We didn't talk about, about Boogie Cousins. What's his story? Why hasn't he made a decision? That's a really interesting one. So there's a couple ways that can play out. It could be a two year deal with the Knicks. It could be a whatever year deal with Golden State. And then from there, it's really hard to figure out where, where it goes from there. That, that's a really tricky one. Um, you know, Boston probably won't be interested just because of the history there, but they do, they do have a significant need at the five spot and would make him the starting five for them. So he, that's one place where you can start for a contender. Um, you know, Boston, we didn't even get to them yet in that discussion of the East, but Boston right now is sitting at that tier just below uh, the other contenders there, it looks like. But, you okay. know, but, although the funny thing with Boston is that now that they've switched out Kyrie with Kemba, even though they lost Horford, which hurts them a lot, by getting Hayward back fully healthy, which is what you would expect at this point, although we were kind of saying that last year, but at this point, he must be fully healthy. It usually takes a year to recover. Point is, they could actually execute the offense that everybody was talking about them doing before last season, which is something I wrote about on The Athletic. Go check it out, plug for my article. And, um, you know, maybe they really can contend by running that Stevens offense to a T, but it's just it's hard to imagine right now where they not only do they not have like a starting caliber big they don't have any bigs on the roster right now that you would consider to be a rotation caliber because you got wait you got Tice Tice baby well Tice uh Tice seems like he wants to go back to uh Europe so oh I really oh I, I okay I saw the report that they offered him and it just seemed like yeah he's gonna come back but maybe you're right uh, I just, I listen, I'm, I look like this and I'm crazy acting today because I was staring at the, you know, Kemba footage all day and I haven't even weighed in on how I think that Kemba could work in Brad Stevens' offense. So let's do that. 
Uh, and also, I just uh, adjusted your volume, so let me know if you sound if he's better now and 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 uh, loud enough, guys, in the chat on YouTube. Um, oh, and you know what? We missed a, a really quick. Uh, let's do debts without regret. Uh, super chat. Thank you so much. And he said, "Do you think that KD Kyrie personalities will collide?" Um, all right, let's quickly answer that. We we Kyrie is a is a weird bird. Um, KD is seems like magnanimous, but also a guy who can get in your in your face and let you know how you feel. So um, maybe Kyrie has heard all these rumblings, and maybe he will be a little more attentive to the, to being a better teammate. What do you think? Um, you know, Kyrie has got to change, and I I don't know. I don't know if last year is going to change things for him, but he he must learn from what happened last year. He must recognize that even though. And I maintain this, even though the last thing that I wrote got aggregated as me saying that Kyrie was the problem. I was saying that Kyrie was a big problem with the team, but was one of many problems. But like this was a team that had a lot of issues last year and Kyrie just he really struggled to make the most of it. He struggled to deliver the message in a way that would actually work. And a lot of there's there's a lot of guys of his caliber that do are able to actually pull that off, and he wasn't able to. So he's got to figure out a way to make that work. But I think he's at least on a team where the fit will be a lot cleaner. Right. Um, and this, you know, I just looking at a random comment from Sebediah23. Horford shoots a lot of threes. He does not shoot a lot of threes, and that's the issue. So that's what we made the point of before. So let's change this narrative. But let's get back to uh, Kemba in Boston because I am an expert on this subject. I've stared at a thousand clips today. I have a thousand yard stare because of it. So let's talk about that. I went back and looked at how Kemba attacks. Now, first of all, I was a little bit mortified looking at the Charlotte offense because all of his pick and rolls are literally just double high ball screens out of horns, like 70% of them. It was very unimaginative. They didn't have a lot of the Spurs stuff. I dug deeper and I saw, I did finally see some more like handoffs and some pin down, some pistol stuff, which is good. And he definitely seems really comfortable, like coming across the court off of a screen into a handoff and then attacking the middle and that's the stuff that we saw from guess who isaiah thomas and so if we can get back to the isaiah thomas offense um i think that kemba is going to be now he's already producing a a, a ton of points and all the different stuff but i think it'll be a lot easier for him especially with other guys like tatum and um uh brown uh and 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 anybody who else they have as a shooter on the celtics right now nobody um (laughs) let's see tatum hayward um, oh, wow. Sorry. Screw this conversation. New Orleans is closing in on an agreement with Derek Favors, according to Zach Lowe, which is. Wait, what about Derek Favors? Shit. He, Derek Favors is going to the Pelicans. The Pelicans, who just drafted Jackson Hayes and were like, well, he's a project. He's not going to start. He's going to the Pelicans. And the Pelicans are going to be like a good playoff team next year. I mean, Derek Favors was maybe the best free agent out there as far as value and fit for a lot of these playoff teams. I mean, he's, I think he's the perfect guy to have as a modern center right now for good value. And I, he was a guy I was hoping Boston would get just because I really like him. And I was hoping to get to watch him up close a lot like, no, next year. And he's just a great value add for the big, but, but I thought Derek Fisher uh, was under contract for one more year. Am I no, crazy? They, they had to waive him to pull off the Bogdanovich deal and all the deals are pulling. Oh, off. I missed that. You know what? For, forgive me, Jazz fans. Wow. Okay. What New Orleans wants to win a title? Um, this the, <laughs> right, like that's a deal you do to win a title. If they don't get Kawhi in LA, the Hornets have a chance to already be, or at least already have a better record than the Lakers 
after making the AD trade. Wow. And that would make that would make David Griffin the greatest GM of all time. I mean, not not really. It's a long way to go. But still, that would be yeah. so unbelievably insane. And by the way, well, no, the moves he's already made have been stunning. I mean, listen, Zion drafting him is easy. But, like, yeah, everything else he's done to put this together have all worked beautifully for him so far. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because Sean Marks has been doing terrifically. Uh, we have a lot of – oh, by the way, what you missed when you were on the call was I talked about Neil O'Shea. And what an amazing job he did there to, to replace um, uh, Elson, uh, Elton – Elton – Elton – help me. Uh, Turner. What's his first name? Miles? No. Turner from Portland. Evan, Evan Turner. Thank you. Uh, and um, and uh, Aminu with re-signing Hood and then bringing in Bazemore. Um, I'm really impressed with that, and I really think that that's, that should deserve some extra mention, which I did, which you missed. But, hey, we have another super chat, a big super chat. Thank you so much from RBI241. Does Kawhi waiting on his free agent decision, doesn't that put some kind of hole on D'Angelo Russell's free agency and, and the Raptor and Lakers for adding in depth? Uh, well, yeah, without question, the Lakers are stuck in a holding pattern until Kawhi makes a decision anyway, right? Yes. You know, and they've all, they have all these other balls in the air. Now, th- that, that got sorted out, right? That they, this trade is going to get executed on the 6th or something? Yeah, that got sorted out. Here, um, here, here's what I can say right now. So okay. the, I think there's a sequence of events right now with it goes Kawhi and then oh. D'Lo. And Wait so a minute. D'Lo, Remind me though, can, the, the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers can come to an agreement, right, with Kawhi. They just can't do the deal until the seventh or whatever. Yeah, let I me mean, say for every free agent. Oh, right. Okay, right. These are all the announcements. Right. Okay, that's why it's not. Okay, never mind. So that's not why they're waiting on this. Um, okay, so keep going. Yeah. So, um, so it, it goes Kawhi and the D'Lo. That's that clear hierarchy there. It's probably okay. another. Maybe Boogie is part of that hierarchy too. I'm sure there's one other person I'm forgetting, but right. But wait. Uh, but that said, how is the D'Lo thing connected? Because it's all about Wiggins, then, right? Moving so, Wiggins. So there, there is that right there. But if D'Lo, you know, D'Lo might be on board with Minnesota, but if he can go be that big three in LA, then that's the other part of that. You know, part of that. So maybe he still wants to see if he can get a max in LA. Um, and, you know, if, in Minnesota, I'm not a, I have to go double check this, but even if they were, I mean, you don't only have to get rid of Wiggins. There are other ways that you can try to move off of it. Um, so, and actually, I can't even remember right now if, Gort, if they've moved Gorgie Jang or not yet. I'm going to have to double check. Uh, I had not seen his name come across anything. But so, you know, point being is they can find other ways. Yeah, he's still on the Wolves. Okay. Um, they, they can find ways to try to, to, try to clear space. Huh. And... It's and so, um, I mean, moving Wiggins would probably be easier than moving Jang. I mean, Jang's already 29 and kind of peaked as a player. Um, but so, you know, I, I just I think that I, I won't rule out that Laker return for D'Lo until the door is completely closed. Okay, fair. really? Okay, interesting. No All matter right, well, how far the road down the road he might be with Minnesota. Wow. Okay, fine. Because it sounds like him and, and Kat are like, you know, doing shots at the bar already ready to go. So I, they, they might have already assumed it's happening. You're, you're not far off from what's actually happening. Oh, okay. So we have, that must be what's going on with uh, your phone buzzing. Razvan um, Illy, I think, uh, another, another from Canada, Canadian Super Chat. These are even better. May have missed it, but what's next for the Clippers? Uh, man, the Clippers and the Knicks. Well, actually, you know what? The Knicks got, even got Randall. The Clippers are going to strike out here, aren't they? Yes. Well, it depends on what happens with Kawhi. And the Clippers, their plan this whole time has been Kawhi. shoot for the moon. 
and then if you don't land at the stars or i guess i can't remember how the metaphor is supposed to work but if you don't if you don't hit there then you roll over until 21 the way that the knicks are doing and the Uh knicks ironically did the same thing and then just went with randall and they're just kind of going with randall for two years as they roll over that cap space right okay um yeah i just doesn't feel like the clippers have a chance with uh Kawhi. now what do we know about Kawhi in the meetings because that's i don't know if we did you touch on that yet uh, as far as he agreed to do a meeting with the knicks yes right. he agreed to a meeting with the lakers why Kawhi? No. no not knicks not knicks no, it's just I think it's just the LA teams in Toronto, as far as I know. Okay, fine, fair enough. I thought I'm I said fine. something next, but okay, no. um, okay. So LA teams and then Toronto. So and we do we know when those are all happening? Like today, tonight? Um, it's not really clear, but I think over the next couple of days. Okay, Probably so I guess that must be what it is. He he yeah. wants to get wine and dine, and they're going to wait until you know he gets his you know whatever. It's just fine, but man, that's going to be well. You know what? I need that extra time because I have too many videos to do now. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies, someone mentioned I'm ending my sentences at zero volume. It's actually, it's because I keep, I'm trying to read all this stuff that's coming in. So my apologies. Oh. But it's actually, it is a thing my mom always mentions. So they are right. And I'm, my voice is a little hoarse because I've been on the phone all day long. But Okay. And I turned um, you up a little bit because I were a little too okay. low. So I turned Good. you up. So I'm trying we're... to talk right into the, the mic to be better. Right. Um, but uh, one thing to clarify, I don't know if I've clarified this yet. Goran Dragic has actually, is no longer in the trade in the Jimmy Butler, Josh Richardson three-way swap. Instead, Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones are going to be going to Dallas. And I was told that what happened was apparently apparently they hit some sort of glitch in the deal. And so I, it looks like Dragic was originally in the deal. They realized that it wasn't going to happen, and so they had to redo the deal. So the deal did hit a snag there within the last hour, and uh, which is one of the things I was getting texted about that I had to go for for a sec. But so, okay. uh, but it looks like they've ironed everything out. So it looks like the deal is back on. And I know okay. it's being reported as the deal is good to go, but I still haven't heard 100%, but it certainly appears to be the case. Right. That makes sense. Now, JaVale McGee meeting with the Pistons too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the Pistons are really trying to keep themselves relevant somehow. Um, but I, I don't know if that does anything for them. Now, JaVale... You know there is value for him, but certain teams probably could use him who are who are better. Um, but I guess it's you know uh, the Lakers don't want to bring him back. It sounds like, or yeah. is it the wait? Yeah, but uh, who cares about Javale? It's not even wasted. All right, yeah, because we only have a few more minutes left. But the wife wants me to get out of here and go to the movie. Uh, and apparently yesterday is really good, uh, so that that's, makes me feel good. So um, uh, all right, what else we could talk about then? Uh, we kind of covered everything. Are there any other super chats? Make sure no. Yeah, you know, what? One, one thing that was interesting is the Spurs just continued the Spurs. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. As someone Demari Carroll. About it. So Demari Carroll, they, they restock with Rudy Gay. I'm wondering if they're going to find something here at some point, but maybe they get an RFA, although I can't remember the last time the Spurs signed an RFA away. Right. But, you, well, know, you know, it's amazing when Tim Duncan retires, it's like, you know, they, they're not they're not as good. No one, you know, right. They're, they're just sort of a an average team. Yeah, I guess that's the case. And, you know, you know they lost Kawhi, obviously. Um, they lost right, you Kawhi. Know what? Yeah, let's pivot out of this. Jazz hype, hashtag take note. Are the oh, Jazz, there we go. Yeah. Are the Jazz the best team in the Western Conference now? Oh, boy. Well, the, I think the Rockets are still there. And, you know, it, without, I mean, Clay, the, the Warriors are still somewhere there, even without KD, I think. You know what? 
I don't know. The Jazz, you know what? I don't know. The, I, the Jazz aren't the Jazz until they're the Jazz, until they convince me. I, I'm, just, so I'm just not sold. You know what? You know, it's, it's a Rudy Gobert thing for me, and I hate to say it, and I know the Jazz fans freak out at me whenever I mention anything negative about, about Gobert, but I, I just wonder if he's the guy. I was, by the way, speaking of which, it almost feels like Kemba must have something against Gobert because when I was looking at footage of him, he, I, I don't. I mean, he embarrasses Gobert out sometimes out there. I mean, embarrasses really? him, laying it up and right in front of him and, and right by him and whatever. He can't do anything to him. Now, I'm sure there are probably some clips where Gobert gets the best of him too, but I don't know. I'm, I'm watching clip after clip against the Jazz. I'm like, I can't believe it. So, what do you think about the Jazz? I love them. I mean, I've loved this Jazz team and Conley, and I, th- I just think that Conley and Mitchell together will be just so perfect. You have a great can also run pick and roll really well with Rudy. And then you have Boyan and Ingles, who are, you know, fairly similar players here, but they've, they now stretch the floor really well. They mm-hmm. kind of have a little bit of everything here. I mean, Jingles is one of my favorite players in the league. I feel like you've said that before too, right? Absolutely. Uh, well, listen, I thought he was going to be like an all-star after the first couple of games last year. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's worth looking into what happened because he looked like he could be a 20 point a game scorer and then just kind of, I don't know. I, whatever. Like, remember they had the first half of the season was just like a. I mean, I guess it was tough for them, but it was disappointment for him for sure. Yeah, and I mean, Utah last year, they I think that they underwhelmed a little bit more than where I thought they like what I thought they were going to do in the playoffs. Um, but you know, and Mitchell had that kind of up and down year where he started off slow and then was dominant in the second half of the year. The, I think the big thing with them is that they've got two guys and Conley and Mitchell who you just know can be unstoppable on any given night. And they now, I think it's just, that's what's so spectacular about when you have a two star system is that you just, you have that remarkable potency that in a playoff game, when you have both those guys going at the same time, you can be completely unstoppable. And that's like kind of the one edge that the jazz have never had, even though they've had a really good system and they've had good balance. So, I mean, this is, this, this is like kind of like the perfect balanced team that, You've been waiting for them to become, and they now have that firepower to go over the top. For sure. And RBI241, another super chat. Thank you for being so generous. How many teams are getting ready for the 2021 free agency? We also have debts without regret. Another one. Both of you guys are repeat uh, super chatters. Thank you. And then can, can Kawhi flying solo go for another title? Um, wh- what did you just say? That was, I wanted to respond to that. Now I'm forgetting what we were just talking about. Um, I was saying that. Utah is great. Oh, yeah, Utah. Well, yeah. by the way, uh, speaking of all the Utah stuff, we haven't mentioned Denver once. Uh, and part of the reason was because they haven't signed anybody, although they did re-sign. Well, they um, retained Millsap, Millsap. Which I think is a significant move. Yeah, and that was important. And then, and they're stacked. And I think that maybe Jamal Murray went through the fire that he needed to go through and is finally figured it out. And, he, you know, you could see that he was still – was he wasn't ready yet. And maybe there was enough in, inching along that path that where now he's, he's going to come back. I, I think he should be. So they're going to be. They might be the best team in the West. Uh, you know that feels that feels like a, not a hot take either. Um, so, but uh, let's see. How they, many teams are getting ready? Last year, what's that? Weren't they the second seed last year? Uh, yes, they were. Wait, yeah. did they beat? Wait, didn't they have the first seed over over the Warriors, or they had the second seed? No, the Warriors were not the first seed, right? So they were the were they the first seed? Wow. It just shows how little we give a shit about NBA standings. I will tell you right now, the the Warriors were the first seed. Not my fault. The okay, Nuggets. Thought, that seems weird. The Nuggets like were the first seed for a while, then the Warriors came back to take it. Okay, yeah. So they were three games back. So that's not a hot take at all. They they could definitely be there. But by the way, the Blazers improved, and they were right there uh, to to, and then they took them they took them down in the playoffs. So 
I don't know, man. Uh, you know what? The, this is probably the best we've ever had across the board for the NBA. Agreed. Um, you know what well, I mean? Probably, maybe, uh, yeah, at least as far as I can remember. The parody should be amazing. And it honestly, it, the irony is that the the parody is amazing and it's not like you're redistributing the talent away from the warriors because the guys the two guys that made the warriors extra special are just out so the parody is going to be great across the league and you didn't really have to do much the league just kind of took care of itself and i think that's just what happens when you have kind of a you know a much more manageable cap space environment Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things that i was worried about coming into this free agency would be that the middle class would really of the NBA would get really hurt here because you would have a lot of guys going into large swaths of cap space and there wouldn't be a lot of money left over for the middle guys in between the max salary and then the mid-level exception. But I think what you're seeing is that there are just some guys who couldn't get the max, like Nick Vucevic. Um, Jimmy Butler was not going to get the max from Philadelphia. That's why it was no surprise to see him getting traded. Um Oh wow, Mario Hazonia just signed a one-year deal with the Blazers. That's a fun one. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Blazers in a minute because the Blazers are all right. But we got to wrap up. Okay, oh. but you know we're seeing that we're not. Uh, you know sign and trades seem like they were going to be this like thing of the past after the last CBA. And today we've seen so many different sign and trades getting worked out. I think we have at least three of them. Right, it's the Brogdon one, the Kemba for Terry Rozier one, and then the Jimmy Butler for uh, Josh Richardson one. Right, unless I'm forgetting another sign and trade. Um, but so, you know, there is the, the, I think that teams are figuring out a way to maybe because the max salaries are so high, they're figuring out a way to manage these negotiations where we're actually kind of seeing the middle salaries stay put. And so that's why you saw Vucevic not get that full. I think he didn't get the full max, right? Yeah. It's a microcosm of America where the richer, because the the divide between the the upper class and the middle and lower classes just keeps growing. Uh, It it doesn't surprise me. By the way, Mike Muscala is going to go to the Thunder. So maybe that's tied into the New Orleans Noel thing for some weird reason. So those, and that, those two pieces of news came out like one after another. I think they were both from Woj. So yeah. So all right. Well, you know, all of a sudden the wife does not want to go to the movie. So maybe uh, I'm I'm here for a few more minutes. But we're we're getting a little go. bit long in the tooth on this one anyway. Um, we do have a super chat though. I believe did I miss one? No. Well, yeah. Let, let's okay. Let's answer those questions that they they so nicely asked. Um, first, how many teams are getting ready for 2021 free agency? Uh, who are the bottom of the barrel? Who are not? We're going to re- try and you know next year. Knicks are clearly doing it. The Clippers are doing yeah. it if they lose Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, um, Phoenix just signed Ricky Rubio, but like, they're probably doing it, right? Yeah, Phoenix probably is going to. Rubio got a three-year deal. I was surprised on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think that Atlanta is pos- positioning themselves to be a major contender in 21. I think that the yeah. cap will ge- – I think that their their rookie contracts will generally be lining up with that. Um, but they're so going to have a hard time keeping them down. I'm telling you, this year, I think that they're going to be really good. Uh, they're going to, yeah. you know, they're going to play well. So they could have a lot of guys whose cap holes aren't that huge, where they could still have a max slot and then give uh, rookie deal or second deals to like their big stars. Like, because I think John Collins will be hitting the market at that point. Mm-hmm. He might be away. But so the point is, it all lines up very nicely for yeah. them to be a star destination. And we know that NBA players love Atlanta. Um, whether it's because they love going to the strip clubs or whatever um, it is, but like they love Atlanta. And I, I think Atlanta is in great shape to be like a juggernaut in a couple of years. Uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm all in on them. And I'm telling you, they're going to surprise people this year too. So uh, those are the guys. Now, what was the second question here? It was, can Kawhi flying solo go for another title? I, no, I, I think Kawhi, well, 
No, Kawhi can't. Can he carry a team? So listen, yeah, was he, he solo in Toronto? I get, you can kind of argue he sort of was, right? Siakam was up and I down, th- and I think that's what that question is saying. It's like you know, can he can he run it back in Toronto and win? The answer is obviously yes. Um, the big reason why they won the title last year is because the Warriors were hurt. Like it, the Warriors are fully healthy, they were not going to lose that series. Right. So you know they, they got they got lucky that the injuries tied up the way they did. And as we said four thousand times, so please don't kill me, Toronto fans. They played really, really, really well. They were not historically great, but they played very well. They were just really good enough to get past Milwaukee, that was a very good team, and then beat a beat a hampered Warriors team. Right. And to their credit, they never let the it didn't like the the series did not drag out like crazy. Like they had that one kind of like Ewing Theory game where they played really well in wake of uh, KD getting hurt, but then like yeah. they they eventually wore him down. They did a great job of wearing them down. Yeah. And so yeah, Toronto is really good, and they still would be a title favorite if not the best team in the NBA coming into next season but there are other teams that are building up and i mean philly i think that their potential is massive utah they don't quite have the same potency but you know they have huge potential denver if they continue to evolve Jokic continues to evolve and Jokic, as amazing as he was and i had i would have probably had him like fourth in my mvp ballot he still he still has a long way to go to becoming a more complete player so there's a lot of great right. there yeah a, yeah it's a, it's crazy because it's this is the, I mean I'm telling you this is the first time I can remember where there are so many like good teams in both conferences. I mean it goes seven eight deep. It feels like at this point. I'm like, I mean I think is it the right count? Uh, look yeah. at, the, at the standings, right? I just want to respond to a quick comment. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, great, appreciate him jumping to the chat. Said that I need to stop being biased. I have no proof the Warriors would win. It's just assumptions. Raptors won and get over it. They get credit. So, I mean I just. I just like made the disclaimer of, yeah, they get credit. They were great and they played really, really well. Um, I think everybody in the world would agree with me that if the Warriors were fully healthy, that they probably would have won that series. The series wasn't a blowout for Toronto. It was somewhat close and Toronto and Golden State was missing two of their core four. So it's, it's not, it's not a crazy thing. It's, it's most likely that they probably would have won, but they didn't. And Toronto gets all the credit in the world for playing great basketball. And while the series is going on, we were, we were just commending Toronto for every little thing that they were doing. It was a slobber fest for Toronto. Right. But by the way, it's not biased when you say that. It's, you, it's, a, it's a reasonable take to say that, like, you know, the Warriors were healthy, that yeah. they, they caught them at a, at a great time for them. Um, and, and just quickly, yeah. the same, same person's commenting again, mocking me, saying that the Raptors were not going to beat the Bucks. I said before that series that I think I said in the first round that Toronto was my favorite to make the, uh, make the finals. And I think I even said going into that Raptors buck series that the Raptors are going to win the series. So I, okay. I, I don't really give a crap about people thinking I'm biased happens all the time, but you know, it's fun to, it's fun to get to fight them in real time. So sorry, continue. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, Oh, people are weighing in. <laughs> uh, anyhow. Um, well, let's, let's move on to another uh, topic then. Can we, um, let's see while we still have uh, some more time here, given that we're not, I'm not leaving here now. Um, uh, what, what, one thing that is interesting to me though, is that in theory, uh, yeah, like the two teams that were primed to like have a rebirth are now the late, the Clippers and the Knicks could very well just be having to reboot again. Um, and we, 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 did we, I mentioned Bookie Cousins, but I can't remember. I feel like we didn't say anything about it, like where, what his plan is or where he's going to go. I just don't really care. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's like, I, I think he's the likelihood of him. Oh, someone called me Jared Lies. That's really funny. Oh, I like that a lot. It's good. Um, well, you know, I Jared think, Lice. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you can go either way. It's funny either way. It's a good one. Um, 
I, I think that just the likelihood of him getting back to being like a 26 and 12 guy is probably small just because of his conditioning. Um, the chance of re-injury, I think, will be permanently high with him, which we already saw because of his conditioning. And, and you know what? Maybe he's had an epiphany, and so maybe once he gets fully healthy, he'll continue to improve his conditioning and finally get better. But that's just that's never really been the case. And, you know, Boogie, I think there were some positives this year. I think that they were pretty happy with him in Golden State, and his contributions are great, and he played hard out there. He played hard on both ends, even if he was limited. So I think he definitely did a good amount to rehab his image around the league, which was kind of like a – it was almost as bad as it possibly could be. Um, but I just I wouldn't want to commit a big multi-year deal to him. And I However, stuck with something small. But we just talked about a team that really needs a big guy, somebody in your backyard. Oh, and uh, I just noticed this in the chat. Right now? Jalen Glenn well, I mentioned boogie to the Celtics. Now I that could be something I could see, and Ains trying to pull off maybe. So I know that they didn't. They never wanted him before back in the day. Okay. Um, so maybe, but like I said, maybe their maybe their feelings about him have changed. But you know, it's uh, <laughs> I I think there's just a lot of risk in doing that. And I'm, I mean, you know what? Derek Favors is the best value for the money big on the market. But if you can get Boogie for the mid level, but wait, didn't Derek Favors just get moved? To... Well, no, he, he was the best value for the money. Oh, I see. Him. You could argue Brooke Lopez was too. Um, although Brooke got a pretty pretty hefty payday, but so uh, I don't. Okay, let's talk about that for a second because he got okay. what thirteen. Uh, yeah, right. He got yeah. thirteen. Middleton gets thirty eight. Yeah, that's actually that's not crazy for him. Well, to me, it seems like those two numbers should be a little closer together. Now, I, I understand that Middleton is the poster trial for every team needs a player like that. You need the six eight guy who can play defense and can nail threes. So that's that should be the the absolute you know gold standard what you need. So that's why he gets paid a lot of money. But the next thing you want is a big guy that can block some shots and shoot threes. And he's you know I mean that seems like that's the unicorn. I can't believe that his he he isn't closer. Like those those, those numbers don't don't jive with me. Uh, we have another um, uh, super chat though. Let's take care of that because we want to make sure we reward everybody here who does a super chat. Thank you so much to Blue Diamond Blue Diamond Gem. He wants to know who in the West drops out of the eight playoff spots, which is sort of what we talked about. I oh, called wow. it up here. I got my, my listing right here. Are you ready? The eight were the Warriors, Nuggets, Blazers, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, Spurs, Clippers. Who dropped? Well, that seems pretty pretty easy, right? As of right now, the Clippers. You think? Okay. Nah. I don't think the, I don't think that Kawhi is going to the Clippers. It doesn't feel like I think he's either going to go to the Lakers or going to go to the, to the Raptors, right? Yeah, I think the Thunder and the Spurs. There's a good chance that they could fall out. Let's see. The Lakers are going to jump back in. The Wolves have an outside chance shot to jump back in. The Pelicans right. and Mavericks. I mean, shit. The West, the West is really deep. There's let's see. The only bad teams in the West at this point are Memphis Suns. and Phoenix. That's it. All, yeah. If 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 Minnesota gets D'Lo then they're going to be probably better than a 36-win team. So everybody everybody in the West is going to be like a mid-40s to low-50s wins team, basically. It's going to be like a couple of years ago where there was like nine or ten teams in the Western Conference that had 40, year, uh, 40 wins. Right. 
Uh, I agree. But by the way, in, on the flip, so, okay, who's going to drop out then? So you, you mentioned, so it could be the Clippers, could be the Spurs, could be the Thunder, and that's, so that's three teams, which means three teams we need to move up. So obviously the Mavericks definitely have a big shot. The Pelicans seem like they're a lock to make the playoffs, I would think, if they're healthy. Uh, and then, yeah, Minnesota's right there too. No, I'm sorry, we didn't mention the Lakers. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. yeah. And the Kings, oh, you think that? Yeah, I guess you're right. Only because the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans, the Pelicans healthy are, are locked, but they don't. They're not. We don't know if they're locked to be healthy. So there's just enough. so there's so many guys on the Pelicans that you just don't know what they're going to be able to do next year. Right. We don't know what Lonzo is going to be like. We don't know how healthy Brandon Ingram is going to be. Zion, we don't know if he's going to have some problems, but they're going to be. I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be like a 45 win team because they have. I mean, they have a really nice complement of types of players. We know that Derek Favors is really good. Drew Holiday was an All-NBA caliber player last year. They've got some good depth and some nice rookies also. So, I mean, they are they seem like they're built to be a team that's going to jump in, at least like 10 wins up. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, and on the east side, by the way, I mean, it's not as deep, I, I don't think. We're looking at this because Charlotte's going to take a big drop down, and they didn't make the playoffs anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, Detroit make it step up. They could be. They're probably going to be the borderline playoff team. Right. Detroit kind of, you know, Detroit and Orlando kind of just like maintain the status quo, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Um, Atlanta is the only team that seems like they could make a big leap. They they finish at twenty nine wins. Right. The um, Bulls. The Bulls are clearly you know going to wait until twenty twenty one at least. Yeah. Uh, you know they they signed Thaddeus Young, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the top six of the East is probably going to stay up there in some order. One way right. or another. Even if the Raptors lose Kawhi, I think they're still going to be a you know mid tier playoff team. Yeah, right. Now Butler going to the Heat is intriguing, but they lose weight. I think, I, don't, I just think I'm not exactly sure why Butler wants to go to Miami like that. But do you have any feelings? Apparently, the reason is one number. Uh, first one is South Beach, and I know Josh Richardson is very unhappy that he's leaving South Beach. I mean, I think he'll be very happy in Philly. I think Philly's an amazing fit, but still. Um, so South Beach. Uh, he wants to be Dwayne Wade again. He wants to follow in Dwayne Wade's footsteps. Dwayne Wade talked him into going to Miami. Um, you know, what Jimmy is about is he wants to get paid the most money he can, and he wants the whole place to revolve around him, and he wants to be able to be around people that he thinks are on his side and that are going to work as hard as he does. And so I don't think Jimmy cares about winning. I think he cares about having what he wants, which, you know, if you think about his life story, you think about the fact that every other guy cares so much about winning or they care so much about making an MVP. I feel like with him, he just wants to he wants to kick ass on his terms and get paid a lot, a lot to do it. All right. Fair enough. Well, that that, that sounds right to me. Um, now, there's also been reported that uh, they need one more piece. It doesn't quite work with Jimmy Butler going to Dallas and Olenek and Derek Jones going to Philadelphia. I mean, going to, to Dallas. And then Richardson going to Philly. They, they, there's one obviously the, well, the salaries not, aren't matching. Be but... Yeah, so yeah, that that deal hit a skid. The it's going to be Kelly Olynyk and Derek Jones instead. No, I um, know, but they, there's one. They need one more player involved apparently. Oh, time. yeah. So I think they're still working that out. Yeah, but so maybe maybe, maybe it will be. Uh, uh, I know, you know the, the Sixers have already welcomed Josh Richardson to the team, which I should probably report actually. Okay. Um, but so. You know, and someone just made a good point. I mean, they were kind of a dick about it, but um, they were saying that the uh, oh, it was I said that the Raptors are going to be a mid-tier playoff team, and then they said that the squad was seventeen and five without Kawhi Leonard. I am aware of that. Um, you know, this is a 
this is kind of similar to uh, a lot of the conversation about Terry Rogier and Kyrie Irving, where the Celtics were, I think, 11 and three when Kyrie Irving sat and Terry Rogier took over for him. The thing right. is, when you compare that kind of stuff, strategic rest usually comes against teams <laughs> and it's good. Right. You strategically rest them when you think you have a better chance of beating those teams. So that's a big factor in it. And yeah, like Toronto is still a good team without Kawhi Leonard. And I think if they lost Kawhi, they probably win somewhere around 45 games, maybe as much as 50 games, maybe as little as 40 games. It would be a pretty good team. Yeah. So No, great point. It's not a hot take. I mean, if you say something reasonable about any fan's team, they're going to assume it's a hot take and a slap to the face. But uh, <laughs> Right. Uh, I, and then, uh, uh, let's see, S.B. Elvin is asking if I'm not in the doghouse. No, the wife just texted me saying she doesn't want to go to the movie, which is fine. Too bad. I really wanted to go see yesterday. Maybe we'll go see it tomorrow. Because um, all the kids are away right now at camp. We've never had this before. It's amazing. Um, so, and by the way, if you're going to have kids every once, you just do, do your damnedest, like from the time they're born, to get them ready to be going to a sleepaway camp at some point. <laughs> don't let them out. Uh, don't let them out and say they can stay home during the summer. Um, okay. Well, I think we covered everything. I mean, this has been uh, over an hour, and uh, it's been a great show, Jared. I, I don't know. I, I think otherwise people are going to get tired of hearing us drone on and on. Sure. I guess let's just say one more thing because somebody really – a few people have really wanted to know what we think of Jonas Valanciunas staying in Memphis. And, I mean, it's it's not – like the deal isn't crazy at all. I'm pu- let me pull it up right now. He got 15 a year. It's not, it's not crazy at all. He's It's a three-year deal at 27 years old. It takes him through age 30. Played really well there with them. He fits pretty nicely next to Triple J, but obviously I don't think we see that being the real future for them. They got Brandon Clark in the draft who you know has huge potential, so their future front court is going to be Triple J and Brandon Clark. So I think with Jonas, it's you sign him for three years. You have two good years out of him. You can trade him that last year. You can trade him the year before that last year to a contender that – wants a center at a pretty average rate true um, but he's a good leader or yeah i mean i you know i don't think anyone ever thought of him as like a franchise leader but he's a he's a good tough-nosed player that is a good you know he'll rub off on all those guys and he does a lot of the stuff that triple j doesn't really do so triple j can learn from him on his quest to become an all-nba player yeah no i i like what they're doing they have some nuggets there that you know it's the wrong word they have some little pieces that are you know slowly going to mix together and john morant should be terrific so they they are on their way but again they're three years off from being anything we could talk about seriously or two and a half years maybe but uh we got one last question i think that's pretty good here from mick walter 44 are the warriors at risk of missing the playoffs or worse to be the seventh ac with no lottery pick um that's interesting to me and they're it, you know kd is gone they're gonna resign clay but he's you know gonna be coming back um they have draymond um, they they are losing Boogie most likely right or maybe maybe Boogie stays I don't know, um, yeah. but it's kind of like you know what's their starting lineup? Is it going to finally be like Kevon Looney and Curry and Clay when he comes back and and then you know keep going with that? I mean I know Boston would really like to get Kevon Looney so yeah <laughs> well that could happen too so you know what uh, the Warriors are like one ankle sprain away from you know getting close to the bottom of the, of that playoff bracket. Aren't they? Yeah. Um, here. Okay. You want some news on the live show? All right. I'm getting, being told that Miami is refusing to give up Derek Jones to Dallas and that the D- Dallas is telling people that the deal is going to be called off. So, oh. okay. This is going to, this is going to, why be, is Jones such a valuable piece to this puzzle? I don't really know. Honestly, 
that's weird. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, think well, it's going to get resolved at some point. I think that this is it's Miami is I mean if Miami's refusing to give up Derek Jones, then they're going to they're going to they're going to eventually cave in because they need Jimmy Butler and they're not going to blow a Jimmy Butler deal over Derek Jones. So that's going to be pretty interesting. All right. Well, Okay, I think we our work is done here, Jared. Um, and you probably have to get back and start writing some more articles. Yeah, burning the midnight oil over here. All right. Well, awesome stuff, everybody out there, and great stuff from you, Jared, as well. And uh, really enjoyed the conversation. So, uh, if you missed part of this or want to hear more of it again, we'll be, we'll be reposting it as a podcast, uh, probably right now. Why not, why not drop it right now? And um, other than that, what else? Uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, everyone stay safe out there and we will probably have another one of these coming in a couple days uh, where we'll be together. Actually, I'll, I'll be yes. with Coach Nick in L.A. So we'll have our first ever live stream together. What do we, I don't even know how we set that up. Do we yeah, uh, sit across I, from each other with yeah, cameras? I, pointed at us? I have I have, you know, other cameras and, you know, and mics and we can we'll have to. It'll be a little bit of a challenge, but we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. And uh, but, yeah, that'll be fun. So we'll do that like on, you know, Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. And um, don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You win. Are you in, Jared? I'm going to go back and then I'm in L.A. 